Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea. I'm here today with Allison Lewis. Hi Allison. Hey guys. <laughs> um, and we are reading about Jesus' trial before Pilate is really the main thing that we're reading about today. Um, so as we read through these accounts in all the different, um, gospels, what stuck out to you, Allison? Wow. I think I, when I think about the silence that Jesus took, I'm just so in awe. I, I think I would probably want to want to defend myself or defend what God had called me to do. And mm-hmm. he doesn't, he mm-hmm. doesn't, he just takes it upon him. And that's Wow. So against our human flesh and our human nature. Yeah, because everything in us would want to be like, yeah, defending ourselves or um, even just like some kind of comeback or something. Or yes. And to know that Jesus had the power to do whatever he wanted to yep. um, and didn't. Right. Here he is the son of God and he could have done anything, but he knew uh, the journey he was on. He knew what God had ahead of him. And wow. Yeah. I think also just as we're reading this and having read through the whole Bible and seeing in the Old Testament, just all these different things that are fulfilled as we're reading this account of the crucifixion and leading up to the crucifixion, that he was silent like a lamb before the slaughter. Yep. Um, this There's a small verse in here that says um, the people cry out against Pilate saying, we'll take responsibility for Jesus' death, we and our children, which is just another kind of fulfillment of Jesus' people handing him over yes. to be crucified. Like. And you think about that, that this is the Messiah that they've been waiting for. This, right. The, these people, the Jews, have been waiting for a Messiah for thousands of years. Like, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> like, this is... This is him. This, this is, is him. They've been waiting for. And they turn him over. And it's just like, it's so crushing to think about that. Yeah. Um, and I think, wow, how betrayed they were, how blinded they were mm-hmm. by truth. Here he is sitting right in front of them mm-hmm. and the accusations they were making. And yet he just sits there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knows the truth. He is the truth. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. It and, was incredible. And the other thing I think is Pilate's, Pilate really doesn't want anything to do with this. No. Like he really does not want <laughs> to have Jesus crucified. He's trying everything he can to get out of it. There's so much fear in him too. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, let's send this back to Herod. Where are you from? He he wants someone else to deal with this because he's concerned. Mm-hmm. And over and over again, he says like, who are you? Where are you from? Like, why do they want to crucify you? Why yeah. do they want you killed? Yeah. And he's like, he's convinced that Jesus has done nothing wrong. Yeah. Um, which is so, it's so funny that this Roman official is convinced that he's done nothing wrong, but these Jewish people are so convinced that he's completely wrong and deserving of death. And you wonder like at times it was, it was he like, am I missing something? Like, yeah. tell me T- to him, Jesus, just tell me, he pulls him aside. Tell me. Yeah. And and he says nothing. And you have to think about like Pilate as a historical figure. Like this is a real person that lived yes. and died and was part of Jesus' crucifixion. Um, and you have to wonder what the rest of his life was like. Like I, as the church is being started, as like he hears like rumblings of um, these Christians and what's happening. I don't know how much longer he lived after this, but he was probably just like, I wonder. And I wonder if he wondered, you know, yeah. like if he did the right thing or what happened or. I don't know. I wonder what his life was like after this. <laughs> and yet we know that that Jesus walking through his cru- crucifixion was a part of the story. Right, that right. was the big, big moment, yes. the sacrifice that he made. That, yeah. And yeah, yeah none, none of this is apart from God's plan. No. Nope. It's just, it's it's heartbreaking to read, but it none is. of it is apart from what God 
and ordained. Yet, and yet, like you said before, I think like, wow, as we read this in full context with all these gospels, the fulfillment of the Old Testament yeah. coming coming into play here is is actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And then, so we get to this part where um, Jesus is mocked. And I was just saying before we start recording that as a believer and reading about like I, Jesus being mocked and how he is actually so worthy of every high honor that a king should have. Yeah. He is king. Um, and he deserves all the things that they're mockingly giving him. It's just so hurtful for me as like a believer and Jesus, my savior to read about that. It's just like, it's just like, hurts, you know what uh, I mean? It does. It does. <laughs> yeah. Mocking him, hail the king. Like, oh yeah. Get away with him. Have, be away with him. All of it. It's just, yeah, it was pretty raw, especially yeah. with the people that he actually came to save. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think about just, um, like, what does this mean for me right now? Like, I read about this, and I read about the account of um, people just demanding his death. And I just think about, like, man, he did that for me. And yeah. um, just the effect that my sin had on Jesus. Yeah. Um, it hurts. And I don't want, like, I, it makes me not want to sin ever. <laughs> like, Lord, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Because that would have been us. That would have been us saying crucify him because we would have been blinded, too. We would have been blinded, too. That's yeah. right. Guys, thank you so much for listening today to God's Whole Story, and we'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Mark 15, 2. Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, You have said it. Then the leading priests kept accusing him of many crimes, and Pilate asked him, Aren't you going to answer them? What about all these charges they are bringing against you? But Jesus said nothing, much to Pilate's surprise. Matthew twenty seven eleven. Now Jesus was standing before Pilate, the Roman governor. Are you the king of the Jews? The governor asked him. Jesus replied, you have said it. But when the leading priests and the elders made their accusations against him, Jesus remained silent. Don't you hear all these charges they are bringing against you? Pilate demanded. But Jesus made no response to any of the charges, much to the governor's surprise. Luke 23, 1. Then the entire council took Jesus to Pilate, the Roman governor. They began to state their case. This man has been leading our people astray by telling them not to pay their taxes to the Roman government and by claiming he is the Messiah, a king. So Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, you have said it. Pilate turned to the leading priests in the crowd and said, I find nothing wrong with this man. Then they became insistent, but he is causing riots by his teaching wherever he goes, all over Judea, from Galilee to Jerusalem. Oh, he is a Galilean? Pilate asked. When they said that he was, Pilate sent him to Herod Antipas because Galilee was under Herod's jurisdiction, and Herod happened to be in Jerusalem at the time. Herod was delighted at the opportunity to see Jesus because he had heard about him and had been hoping for a long time to see him perform a miracle. He asked Jesus a question after question, but Jesus refused to answer. Meanwhile, the leading priests and the teachers of the religious law stood there shouting their accusations. Then Herod and his soldiers began mocking and ridiculing Jesus. Finally, they put a royal robe on him and sent him back to Pilate. Herod and Pilate, who had been enemies before, became friends that day. John eighteen twenty eight. Jesus' trial before Caiaphas ended in the early hours of the morning. Then he was taken to the headquarters of the Roman governor. His accusers did not go inside because it would defile them, and they wouldn't be allowed to celebrate the Passover. So Pilate, the governor, went out to them and asked, What is your charge against this man? We wouldn't have handed him over to you if you weren't a criminal, they retorted. Then take him away and judge him by your own law, Pilate told them. Only the Romans are permitted to execute someone, the Jewish leaders replied. This fulfilled Jesus' prediction about the way he would die. Then Pilate went back to his headquarters and called for Jesus to be brought to him. Are you the king of the Jews? he asked him. Jesus replied, Is this your own question, or did others tell you about me? 
Am I a Jew? Pilate retorted. Your own people and their leading priests brought you to me for trial. Why? What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. Pilate said, So you are a king. Jesus responded, You say I am a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. What is truth? Pilate asked. Then he went out again to the people and told them, He is not guilty of any crime. But you have a custom of asking me to release one prisoner each year at Passover. Would you like me to release this king of the Jews? But they shouted back, No, not this man. We want Barabbas. Barabbas was a revolutionary. Mark fifteen six. Not was the governor's custom each year during the Passover celebration to release one prisoner, anyone the people requested. One of the prisoners at that time was Barabbas, a revolutionary who had committed murder in an uprising. The crowd went to Pilate and asked him to release a prisoner as usual. Would you like me to release to you this king of the Jews, Pilate asked, for he realized by now that the leading priest had arrested Jesus out of envy. But at this point, the leading priest stirred up the crowd to demand the release of Barabbas instead of Jesus. Pilate asked them, Then what should I do with this man you call the king of the Jews? They shouted back, Crucify him. Why, Pilate demanded, what crime has he committed? But the mob roared even louder, Crucify him. So to pacify the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He ordered Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip and turned him over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. Matthew twenty-seven fifteen. Now it was the governor's custom each year during Passover celebration to release one prisoner to the crowd, anyone they wanted. This year there was a notorious prisoner named Barabbas. As the crowds gathered before Pilate's house that morning, he asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Messiah? He knew very well that the religious leaders had arrested Jesus out of envy. Just then, as Pilate was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him this message, Leave that innocent man alone. I suffered through a terrible nightmare about him last night. Meanwhile, the leading priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas to be released and for Jesus to be put to death. So the governor asked again, Which of these two do you want me to release to you? The crowd shouted back, Barabbas. Pilate responded, Then what should I do with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? They shouted back, Crucify him. Why? Pilate demanded. What crime has he committed? But the mob roared even louder, Crucify him. Pilate saw that he wasn't getting anywhere, and that a riot was developing. So he sent for a bowl of water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. The responsibility is yours. And all the people yelled back, We will take responsibility for his death, we and our children. So Pilate released Barabbas to them. He ordered Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip and turned him over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. Luke twenty-three thirteen. Then Pilate called together the leading priests and the other religious leaders along with the people, and he announced his verdict. You brought this man to me, accusing him of leading a revolt. I have examined him thoroughly on this point in your presence and find him innocent. Herod came to the same conclusion and sent him back to us. Nothing this man has done calls for the death penalty, so I will have him flogged and then I will release him. Then a mighty roar arose from the crowd, and with one voice they shouted, Kill him and release Barabbas to us. Barabbas was in prison for taking part in an insurrection in Jerusalem against the government and for murder. Pilate argued with them because he wanted to release Jesus, but they kept shouting, Crucify him, crucify him. For the third time he demanded, Why? What crime has he committed? I have found no reason to sentence him to death, so I will have him flogged, and then I will release him. But the mob shouted louder and louder, demanding that Jesus be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate sentenced Jesus to die, as they demanded. As they had requested, he released Barabbas, the man in prison for insurrection and murder. But he turned Jesus over to them to do as they wished. John 19.1 
Then Pilate had Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip. The soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put a purple robe on him. Hail, king of the Jews, they mocked as they slapped him across the face. Pilate went outside again and said to the people, I am going to bring him out to you now, but understand clearly that I find him not guilty. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate said, Look, here is the man. When they saw him, the leading priests and the temple guards began shouting, Crucify him, crucify him. Take him yourselves and crucify him, Pilate said. I find him not guilty. The Jewish leaders replied, By our law, he ought to die because he called himself the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was more frightened than ever. He took Jesus back into the headquarters again and asked him, Where are you from? But Jesus gave no answer. Why don't you talk to me, Pilate demanded. Don't you realize that I have the power to release you or crucify you? Then Jesus said, You would have no power over me at all unless it were given to you from above. So the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. Then Pilate tried to release him, but the Jewish leaders shouted, If you release this man, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who declares himself a king is a rebel against Caesar. When they said this, Pilate brought Jesus out to them again. Then Pilate sat down on the judgment seat on the platform that is called the Stone Pavement in Hebrew, Gabbatha. It was now about noon on the day of preparation for the Passover. And Pilate said to the people, Look, here is your king. Away with him, they yelled. Away with him, crucify him. What? Crucify your king? Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar, the leading priest shouted back. Then Pilate turned Jesus over to them to be crucified, so they took Jesus away. Mark fifteen sixteen. The soldiers took Jesus into the courtyard of the governor's headquarters, called the Praetorium, and called out the entire regiment. They dressed him in a purple robe, and they wove thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head. Then they saluted him and taunted, Hail, King of the Jews! And they struck him on the head with a reed stick, spit on him, and dropped to their knees in mock worship. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the purple robe and put on his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. Matthew twenty-seven twenty-seven. Some of the governor's soldiers took Jesus into their headquarters and called out the entire regiment. They stripped him and put on a scarlet robe on him. They wove thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head, and they placed a reed stick in his right hand as a scepter. Then they knelt before him in mockery and taunted, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and grabbed the stick and struck him on the head with it. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. Luke twenty-two sixty-three. The guards in charge of Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and said, Prophesy to us. Who hit you that time? And they hurled all sorts of terrible insults at him. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcast at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.